She is one of those people who never has time, but always has some th time for something new. I think she's one of the things um, Cape Town and Joburg can agree on both loving. On, on, on the line is Liesl van der Westezen. Hi, Liesl. Hey, Monet. <laughs> How are you? Oh, it's such a beautiful day in Cape Town, and I've just walked out of a personal branding talk at a college here to some school leaders and uh, uh, doing really well. Oh, wow. That sounds lovely. I'm so jealous of Cape Town's weather. Wow. Um, don't be because we are having a cold front coming this week. So oh. we are jealous of the fact that you guys have got high altitude and great to train in, in your conditions. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm glad to hear Cape Town's sometimes jealous of us. <laughs> but, Liesl, uh, we know you from radio, TV, and most probably the best-known MC in the country. But our favorite thing has to be the the giraffe brand. Um, take us back to the beginning <laughs> and with and how that started. I think that's so unique. It is so unique, and, and it actually started when a journalist by the name of Craig Jacobs, who writes Sunday Times, he has a seen and heard section, and in the seen and heard section, there was a photograph of my sister and myself uh, next to quite a well-prominent uh, politician at the time, and you could see us towering above him, literally probably <laughs> hung from a taller than him. And uh, the headline, the, well, the write-up was, the two sisters were there. And being teased our entire life for being poor, I want to be the older sister, and I try to protect my, my sister Monique from seeing that article. But when she finally saw it, her reaction was silent, and I thought she was about to burst out crying, and, and it was the exact opposite. She went, yes, we have a nickname in the media. <laughs> and we started playing around with it, both of us, just with our own brands on, on Twitter and on Facebook and using it in, you know, in, in everyday lives. And eventually, just literally two weeks later, started to catch on, and a sportswear brand sent me a jacket with Puma on the, uh, uh, with the giraffe on the back of the jacket, and one of the hotels in Cape Town, I was living in Joburg at the time, I'd come in to check in and they put a giraffe on the bed with a little note that said, welcome, welcome our very own giraffe. And it literally spiraled out of control and, and a lot of people tease me about it and I tried to um, keep it on the download. It was only until a coach from America, an entrepreneur trainer, had come to South Africa and said, Diesel, come and train my American entrepreneurs about how to build a personal brand out of an insult. And I went, what do you mean? And she said, we've been following your giraffe story. And uh, literally for two years, I've been, been training uh, graduate students, school leaders. My youngest uh, was a 16-year-old about building her brand. And, and it's gone all the way through to um, working with the 84-year-old at the moment. So everyone is, is, is understanding the importance of personal brand. And it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. Wow, that is amazing. And uh, I, I can relate so much because um, I have older sisters and one of my older sisters always also say, told me, like, when someone says something negative about you, just flaunt it. It's, it's yours. And it, th then it's not negative anymore. And it's, it's amazing how you literally just turned it around. And there's so, I think there's so much good coming from this. Absolutely, and, and I think your, your older sister was right. And sometimes you see this as women, we often either get taken apart on social media or in the workplace, and, and we need to be able to say, you know what, let's stick together, let's all stand up for each other, and then and let's turn the other cheek. And there's times that you can use that insult to, to benefit you, but there's times that you can't, and, and that's where we as women stand together and protect each other. Oh wow, that is that's so amazing, and it's so uh, I think it's so relevant to the interview we're doing for Women's Month, and um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's very inspirational and I think that would encourage a lot of people to just, yeah, a lot of women. And, and We need to, to, as women, we need to talk, we need to be there for each other and we need to listen. There's so much that we face on a daily basis, whether it's us as entrepreneurs or students, wherever we are. And just by having someone that listens to you and, and is there for you, that, that's just as vital as, as being the person to say, you know what, embrace it. That's so, that's so well. And being on that powerful note of women, I need to ask you, how on earth did you decide to cycle through the Himalayas? (laughs) How? (laughs) Um, I'm I'm always up for a challenge. And uh, I got the the email uh, eight weeks before the time from a visually impaired cyclist in Cape Town to say that two of her partners that she really asked previously had dropped her. And would I be interested in, in taking her across the Himalayas on a tandem bicycle? And my first reaction was, no, I'm not fit enough. And uh, then I realized it's not about being fit, it's about being mentally strong and mentally tough as well as, as the fitness. And we literally started training together. And a couple of weeks later, we left. But it was a hard journey. It was, uh, we, we called ourselves the giraffe. It, it continued, the nickname <laughs> continued there. We had the giraffe onesie that we wore. We were uh, two tall blondes and the rest were uh, were locals from from the area, from Manali and, and from the Himalayan area in India. And we just had fun with it. And it was just a beautiful, life-changing experience. You actually realize how much people go through on a daily basis um, and how, especially for visually impaired, things like ordering an Uber, it's not that easy, crossing mm-hmm. the road. Uh, trying to get in your Uber or find your Uber and, and things like that that we take for granted, being able just to walk across the road or get to our bus or our bus stop uh, or climb into a taxi, things like that we just take for granted. And there's so many people that are struggling with various things that, in everyday life and we need to be more open, more considerate and more aware of the challenges that people face. Wow, that is, that's so amazing because, I, I mean, sometimes you, you literally need to take a moment and realize, you know what, if if I was blind, I couldn't be able, uh, this wouldn't be so easy. And a lot of people, it's so true that you say you literally take it for granted. So, wow, that's that's really amazing. Uh, uh, tip of the hat, wow. <laughs> Thank you wow. so much. But the, the event organizers that put this event together, Adventures Beyond Barriers Foundation, they believe it doesn't matter what your barrier is, there's so many adventures that, that they do, from scuba diving all the way through to climbing Kilimanjaro or cycling across the Himalayas that they give visually impaired and, and amputee athletes the opportunity to do. And when I say athletes, these are participators. We're not talking about elite athletes or Paralympians or Olympians. It's everyday athletes getting the opportunity to experience things that, that you and I can, can experience on a daily basis Thanks. or have access to. And uh, uh, wow, that's uh, I, I'm literally a little bit speechless because it's amazing <laughs> to know there's people who who go out of their way to make sure everyone gets the same experiences, even on a diff- different level, if you understand what I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's so many organizations in South Africa as well. Um, and I just I always encourage anyone, just look in your local community and just support a local organization right on your doorstep. And, and the, even if you just give a couple of hours, you don't even have to give money. Give a couple of hours of your time. And, mm-hmm. and that makes the biggest difference as well. Well, that's amazing, and this is an incredible experience. Um, so, and I th- and I think in your career you have a lot of incredible experiences, but um, some some moments. What what would you say? Because we all have that moment that uh, stood out. What would you say is the moment um, 
or one of the moments you're most proud of in your life or your career? Um, I have to say, and it's not everything, not a lot of people know about it, but I actually started off my career as a teaser in, in the radio industry and as an announcer in a big mass multiple. So it was starting from the bottom and working my way up. And actually to this day, if, if they need a hand and I need to make coffee or answer the phone, I still do things like that because uh, when you start out from the bottom, you realize how much work people actually put into the company. So that's one of my, my big moments is, is looking back on my career and seeing where I started out. And, and not forgetting, not forgetting that I'm the gold sun Pretoria, uh, the office counter, good lady, but it's very underwater. And just who I am and, and, and enjoying that. Oh, that, that's amazing because um, I think in our uh, nowadays, um, a lot of people want to walk in and have a top position. They have to be ahead of a company of what, or whatever. And uh, when you realize that you can start as a tea girl and you can end up as one of the biggest MCs in the country, the biggest <laughs> MC in the country. That That's a lot of motivation right there. So, wow. Well, don't be scared of hard work and don't be scared to start at the bottom. Most, if you look at all the big names, they all started at the bottom. I mean, I worked with Trevor Noah and he started doing the smaller clubs and, and performing um, at the smaller clubs and look where he is now. So it's all about starting at the bottom, working hard, and, and not being scared to put in the hours, put in the hard work, and put yourself out there. And I like to, to say, it, don't be scared to stand tall. Try and tower above the rest, just like a giraffe. Just like a giraffe. <laughs> that, well, um, but on another note, um, except for the start, just be um, hardworking. Uh, what, do you, what would you say is one of the things that motivates you to get out of bed every morning? Um, apart from living in the most beautiful city, oh, um, wow. <laughs> active, I, know I have to have it in there. Um, it's just knowing that, that I'm, I'm doing something that I love and, and I found my passion. So that gets me up and gets me going. And just knowing that um, every day in, in August, I've been sharing a personal brand. For September, I'm, I'm, I'm busy putting a whole checklist together to jumpstart your personal brand for spring. And it seems like that these tips that's my motivation is uh, is um, not that great so i, I i'm going to no, borrow tell a me, few because everyone's just different don't know we don't judge this is just, it's a safe space don't judge what's your motivation uh, no just to take my dog out <laughs> at the moment <laughs> that's, that's great you see don't laugh you you got your dog and it's, that's uh, that's another reason why i have to get up because i have the same thing i live in a apartment of a few That's so relatable because I'm, I also live in an apartment <laughs> and my dog is uh, not that small. So it's a, it's a lot of struggles. But at the moment, I'm going to borrow <laughs> some say. of your motivation. <laughs> and, and we have to definitely share pictures amongst ourselves. Apartment living with, with, with puppies. Oh, and it's, and people don't understand the struggle, but they don't understand the high reward you get when you... Absolutely. <laughs> uh, because animals... Just amazing. I think that animals is probably one of the most motivated creatures, well, alive. And and when you get home from a stressful day or after you've written an exam, aren't they the best things to come home to with the waggy tails and 
Oh, it's amazing because when no matter how and what how bad mood you are, you mm. it, uh, he's always um, my dogs are he he's always so happy. They are so always so happy. You can't stay in a bad mood because you're like, well, <laughs> you know what? Life's not that bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I can totally relate. We have a little game we play at night because I take them out at night before I go to bed, and my fiance takes them out, and then I hide somewhere in the house, and they <laughs> they have to come and find me. So it's a bit of a hide and seek. That's actually an insta live about the unusual places I go hiding in our our apartment, and uh, it's the best game ever. It sounds like the silliest thing, but we have such a good laugh, and I put us in such a good mood and a relaxed mood before we go to bed. Oh, that is that's incredible, and they relax you so uh, when when you're stressed and you play with them, even even a little silly game, you're so mm. you're so you feel so much better after afterwards. Absolutely. Well, Liesl, before we uh, because I'm going to talk hours on about animals. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, what you have worked in so many industries. But uh, we have to ask: Have you ever felt that you had to work harder because you are a woman? Yes, absolutely. I was told on more than one occasion uh, from from varsity days. Already, I was told while I was studying my degree in human resources, and I went into honors in human resources in honors. And my lecturer said, "Don't waste your time studying. You're a woman. You'll never get a job in human resources management." And then uh, the same thing was said to me in radio. Don't bother. There's no future for females in radio, especially not on breakfast or drive time slots. And uh, hearing that, and, and uh, still hearing that to this day, it doesn't matter what industry, or people feel that, uh, it's not a place for a woman. Uh, it makes me so angry that young South Africans are coming to the workplace and, and hearing things like this. Yet, uh, time and time again, we've proved ourselves and proved our worth. And you know what? Uh, that's something that's so bad because people always feel the need to tell you what you cannot do. And um, to tell you all the negative things, I think, and that's that's one of the sad things because we live in a world where so uh, there's so little people that actually tells you the positive, and the great the greatness of the world. Always there's always mm-hmm. something, but you can't do this because there is no. It's always a negative thing. Absolutely, and I think we need to change that mindset. If you're supporting a, a girlfriend with a big dream, or a a, a fellow student, or a fellow uh, a colleague with a big dream. Don't say, but you can't do it. Rather just say, yes, how can I support you? Um, Or what do you need to make it a success? Because every time someone has a dream, there's always a person that goes, but you won't be able to succeed, but you can't do it. And I think we need to change those buts around and say, yes, I'm happy to support you. How can I support you? Yes, and that's 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 so true. And you know what? Um, This is another question I I actually want to ask you. And... um, this is something I feel that also should uh, should change. How, what is the biggest generalization or stereotype people had had about you? <laughs> I, I had it um, just after I finished my master's degree and I was walking through a mall in Pretoria and a gentleman stopped me and he went, hey, you're the weird blonde that was in our class, the dumb one. I said, excuse me? Yeah, we all thought because you dressed funny and you had strange hair. You fail first year. And I went, no, I've just finished my master's. And he went, how? But you you were that weird girl. So don't judge people on the way they look and and, and, and don't, don't. We like to, we have a term in, in Cape Town called judgerach. Don't be judgerach of anyone. So people have this, this really misconception about uh, me as a blonde. But 
the other thing people do have a misconception about is they think I'm super fast because I take a, a part in a lot of uh, events. I'm actually just the slow athlete at the back that takes part in various races and various events from Ironman to doing the new marathon. And I just want to prove that it doesn't matter. You don't have to be super fast. You don't have to be an elite athlete. You can take part in anything and, and complete it. So I have fun just participating in events and, uh, and, and just enjoy life. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about the judgerach people out there and how they're going to be judgerach towards you. Just be yourself, have fun, be unique and stand tall. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I literally sit with a smile because I, I love the word judgerach so much. Isn't it just a great word? You use it in, 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 the, in your area? No, this is the first time I ever heard it and I love it. It stick. I'm going. I'm going to use it. I'm going to make sure in Port of Strip, this is going to be a word used. <laughs> and I love. Is going to hit pots. <laughs> and you know what I love? Uh, uh, the fact that you, uh, when you started telling the story, you also had a giggle because um, I think a lot of people look at you now and think, "Wow, okay, so she wasn't the dom blonde girl." So well, I think mm. I th- and I think that gives you also motivation to know well you know what I, I proved a lot of people wrong I actually I've stopped bothering to prove to anyone and just started doing it for myself and I want more people to know that just do it for yourself don't worry what people are saying on social media don't worry about the, the negative comments don't try and prove anyone else wrong prove yourself that you can do it and, and only do it for yourself I think that's something a lot of young women um, should hear, especially about the social media aspect, because a lot of people are so focused on what people say on social media about them or wh- whatever, the, how many likes, wh- whatever the case with social media. Mm. And I think a lot of young women should hear that that doesn't really matter. You should do it for yourself and not for other people. Not for the likes, not for the comments. And, and remember, people, there, there's so many negative people out there. We've said it earlier. I've had it time and time again where people go, oh, you're so fat or you're pregnant or why doesn't your body look like this if you're such a good athlete? And I've just started to ignore them. And, and for our young women in this country to grow up with social media where people are being so negative and judging you and making comments about you, it's really hard to be a young woman in our country. And that's why I want to encourage more young women to stick together. Ladies, we need to support each other. If you see someone getting a negative comment, be there for them and, and reach out to them. Um, I've started doing that with fellow colleagues in the industry when I see something happens on social media. And instead of reaching out in social media, I reached out in real life because we kind of lose that real life connection. We're so involved about what's going on on social media that we forget that the real life connection is also important. Yes, I think, uh, f- especially in our days where um, we we just spoke about people who that's so focused on social media, when you need to you need to go in real life and show your you you care and you yes. you support someone in real life. You you're not just going to be another like on their Instagram post or whatever. So absolutely. Uh, which woman inspired you when you were growing up? I grew up to be my mum and my grand. They were strong role models in, in everything and uh, my mom was never too scared to start again. She had to start her career all over from scratch right at the bottom and and she did it and it didn't matter to her what she was doing and I think that, that kind of inspired us to, to know that whatever you're doing, you're earning an honest day's wage whether it's uh, uh, cleaning floors, 
venting or packing bags, whatever it is. Just just be proud of what you do and put in 200% into what you're doing. I love that. No, no matter what you do, do just do it 100% and do what you love. I love that part. And if you need to think back, what is the best advice someone gave you? It was just when I started in television and I saw a photo of myself in the paper and, and I, I showed my dad and I went, look at this ugly photo of me. And he went, Liesl, this is not an ugly photo. You're not an ugly person. You are a real beautiful lady from Pretoria. Don't ever forget that. And don't ever look at photos of yourself and be so judging and critical of yourself. This is, this is who you are. Your smile might be skewed, but you're still beautiful. So don't try and change who you are. I always remember where you come from. Oh, wow. That, that, wow. Because I, I think that's something uh, a lot of people, uh, especially, uh, well, we are on the wom- women topic, mm. but women also need, to, because we compare ourselves to so many things, we always have this idea that, oh no, but I look ugly in this picture. No, 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 no. This this looks, I look terrible. I look fat. And we, uh, I think we all use that term so much. And we don't really, we forget that we have so many beautiful features. Absolutely. And I think we must embrace those features. And and we need to support, as I say, I keep reiterating, we need to support each other. If your friend is saying something negative about herself or a photo of herself, uh, try and uplift her and, and show her the better side of things. We get so caught up in, in the bad smile that we forget that we've got a beautiful sparkling eyes or beautiful hair or beautiful features, other features. Yet you were so focused on that one negative thing. That isn't, at the end of the day, a negative thing anyway. Isn't I think I think a lot of a lot of people listening to this would relate to this because I can I can relate where I've I've looked at a picture then I'm like no 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 bury it. <laughs> so I think, we all do that. We all do it. It's natural. <laughs> but uh, I think that is also a lot of um, inspiring to know that you know what just focus on the good. Don't don't even because it's not even negative anyway. Mm. But Liesel. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you a very a set of very serious questions. Okay. And this is like the make or break part in the interview. <gasps> okay. Wish me luck. I, I I'm also stressed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liesel, when I when yeah. I uh, travel, yeah. I can leave everything behind, but I always have like fifty pairs of underwear. That's like my thing. What is the <laughs> one thing? When you can forget everything, but you can't forget that when you travel. Um, either my cell phone or about eight pairs of uh, swimming, swimming costumes, whether it's a bikini or a full piece. I, I love swimming. So even if I'm in the middle of nowhere, I always make a plan to either jump into a dam or a pool. Uh, that, that's so cute. That's so <laughs> unique. I, I love that part. Okay. <laughs> when you eat cereal... Uh, Do you pour the milk first or the cereal? I pour the milk first <laughs> and mm. then try and match the cereal properly. <laughs> no, these are... <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, I'm a you... bad person. Uh, we're, just going to, we're just going to go above it, but it's okay. It's okay. You know what? It's okay. You Don't can... judge. I'm not, judge uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not being judgerach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Diesel. When how do you mm. put on your shoe? Do you put sock shoe, sock shoe, or sock sock shoe shoe? I I wear mismatching socks first of all, so because I could never find my own my, the matching 
and I started wearing mismatching. So first my mismatching sock and then my shoes. Okay, okay. I, lo- I love the fact that they never match. That's so relatable. Uh, the, I think that's one of the reasons you're so successful as well. And that's something I just want to put out there because you can uh, you can really relate to the things you say because literally 99% of my socks d- uh, are not part of their matching. Uh, they're single, basically. They're single. Well, then, then pair them up with someone else. They don't have to be the matching partner. That's what I've decided. I'm tired of buying new socks. So now I mismatch. So whether it's a long and a short or a blue and a pink, I just even in cycle races you can spot me a mile away. I'm the person with a mismatch sock. I think I think we should start a trend. Uh, like <laughs> there, there shouldn't be matching socks matching anymore. Socks. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but now another important question: mm. pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Um, yay. Yay. I'm also on the yay, yay side. Yay. I don't I don't yay. really care. I, I, I don't judge, but yes, I, I like pineapple, so I put it on anything. I, 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 um, what is the word I'm looking <laughs> for? Um, hmm, I support it. <laughs> I support it. Yay. Okay. Pineapple on pizza. It's a go. Yay. <laughs> when, when you brush your teeth, do you wet the brush first or do you yes. put the uh, toothpaste on and then wet the brush? Okay, so we're in Cape Town, so I have a, a glass, and I put the toothbrush in the glass first, so, you, so we don't waste water, you don't run under the tap. Uh, put the toothbrush in the glass first, then put the toothpaste on, then dip again. So I double dip. Okay, uh, th- that's that's so responsible <laughs> and also um, very, very... OCD. <laughs> a little bit, but it's okay, because that's that's not, I also have things that's a little bit OCD, and I love them. <laughs> so... Um, what is the thing you lose the most? For instance, my dad's always looking for his glasses. I'm always losing my car keys, especially when I have to rush off in the morning, and my cell phone. When it's on tripod, when it's off, and I can't use find my phone or the phone tracker. <laughs> in the house. So I normally misplace everything in the house, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's um i also have that this, um my car keys i never know where my car keys are so i i understand <laughs> but uh to end the serious questions i'm going to go back in time now mm. i'm first going to ask you a question question about when you were seven years old mm. we all had that cliche job we wanted to be or a teacher or a fireman or a princess what was your cliche dream job when you were seven years old I had two. I wanted to be an actress and a hostess. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Well, yeah. well, now I think I think a seven-year-old you would be so proud of you right now because uh, absolutely, uh, I've done one of those. Yes, you, I've, you, I've acted in a movie, but I haven't been an hostess yet. But you never know; it's never too late. I have that opportunity. It's never too late. M- maybe. I'm going to interview you in 10 years or five, maybe two, <laughs> then and then you're going to <laughs> tell me uh, you accomplished everything seven-year-old you wanted. <laughs> Absolutely. And while we're back in time, we're just going to forward and be 16-year-old Liesl. And if you could have coffee with her, what would you tell her? Don't take life so seriously and don't take... Um what your school friends say so seriously, you're so stressed. And, uh, at 16, you're so worried about your school friends, and now looking back, you realize you actually don't even see or, or stay in contact with them much. I think that's very um when when you were saying about school, I also I had a very um inspiring thing. Uh, one of my teachers said 
that um, I'm just going to say in Afrikaans, school definitely jou nie. Definitief, and I think this is right. Uh, so when when you just said that I could I, I I literally made that connection and I think that's so true and I think um, a lot of people need to hear it and absolutely uh, that's uh, I think I, th- I think also a sixteen year old you would be oh, wow wow I'm so pretty in the future wow <laughs> wow I, I, I'm pretty now sixteen year but I'm so pretty or in the future wow. <laughs> Lisa, it was so, so, so fun talking to you, and I feel so honored that I got the chance to um, speak to you. I, I really look forward to catching up in real life over coffee when I'm next in Poch. So thank you so much for the opportunity. We, we, we'll go to a place that's pet-friendly, and we'll have a play date with our dogs. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you so much.